You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikena Okeke of the Father's Church. Please join Pastor Ikena Okeke and be blessed. Praise the Lord. Happy Resurrection Morning. Good morning. For those who say Happy New Week, Happy New Month, all the happy news. Praise the Lord. I trust that the Lord will touch somebody this morning. What I heard that I should, you know, let us know, or part of the things that we should, you know, think on this morning is number one, as we celebrate Easter today, we are remembering, we are commemorating the resurrection morning. Praise the Lord. This is the day our Lord and Savior rose from the dead. Praise God. As he said. Now this is not the day he rose. We are remembering the day. Okay. And as we celebrate and commemorate. You know. The day. We should note that. What we do today should be continuous praise the lord you know why he rose from the dead and he's alive praise god he is what alive so the impact of his resurrection does not wane we don't say okay easter has passed and we sit back no the victory is continuous participle. It is every day. Praise the Lord. Now, he also said, is an announcement. And the picture which I you know I received, I may not be able to express it fully, but there's something I would have just told you today. And like the Ibos who say, you know, church Obasa, if someone came here now or someone ran in from the back and announced, you know, Hey, will I be wicked to say that? But it's what some of you are looking for. Somebody has died. Somebody. Some problem. What will happen? The Bible says what? When the wicked perish. There are shouts of joy. If such an announcement was made here. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Announcements provoke reaction. When an announcement is made, it is saying something has what? Changed. The resurrection, then the people didn't know. But for us, is an announcement. Jesus Christ has risen from the dead just as he what? Said. It is an announcement. Why is it an announcement? It's an announcement because it is a basis to act. It is a ground to change everything. Praise the Lord. Because he is alive, the whole story has to be different. Because he's alive, the devil becomes inconsequential. Because he's alive, there is nothing in the past, nothing in the present, nothing even imaginable in the future. That can stop his purpose from being fulfilled. The Bible says he ever lives to make what? Intercessions. That means he just didn't die to bring the will into effect for the lawyers who are here. After he died and activated the will. Because as you may know in some cases. After a man has written a will and dies. The people, the family members can contest that will. And they'll be saying the man didn't really mean what he said. Or he was not in his right senses when he said it. Or this fact upon, based upon which he wrote this. And not standing or solid. It was under deception or whatever. But in our case. After our master got the will into effect. You know what he did? He rose from the dead. And by himself, he's supervising the execution of the will. So, who can say no when the Lord has said yes? 
Praise the Lord. Are you getting what we're doing? So Jesus is alive. And that life is to see to it that everything he said, everything he promised, everything he warned about will be just as he said it. Come with me to Romans chapter 1 verse 4. Just Romans 1 4. We'll read that. He's talking about the gospel. Okay, let's read 1 to 4 to give us a background. 1 to 4. Paul, a bond servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated to the gospel of God, which he promised before through his prophets and the Holy Scriptures, concerning his son Jesus Christ our Lord, who was born of the seed of David, according to the flesh. Verse 4, let's read 4 together. And declared to be the son of God with power, according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead the resurrection was god's most important most critical most visible most meaningful demonstration that jesus is the one you listen to jesus is the one you follow jesus is the one who saves you know some time ago the Lord was saying, you know, there's a struggle for many genuine believers, many nice people, many Christians to understand why there is no other way by which a man can be saved except through Jesus. How many of us have that issue, especially when you're dealing with, you know, friends and family who belong to the other faith? And the Lord made me understand. He said, he said if you see a Mercedes Benz car, or rather, let's take it this way. If every car in the world, in Nigeria, were made by Mercedes, are you with me? Will it be an argument if someone says only Mercedes can fix this car? Only Mercedes knows what is inside this car. Only Mercedes has said how this car will be what? Run and maintained. Will it, should it be an argument? Why should Mercedes make all the cars and then you imagine that Peugeot can save it. And Fiat can save it. And Kia can save it. Now, if you want to argue with me that Jesus is not the only way, then first prove to me that different human beings were created by different gods. But if one God made all human beings, are you getting what I'm saying? Then only one God can save human beings. And that God has said, there is salvation in no other but what? Jesus Christ's son. If you prove to me that some people were made by this God, some other people were made by this God, then, then different people can be saved by different gods. But if one God, if we are all humans, and the same blood runs in our veins, and you check our DNA and it says uh, uh, homo sapiens, I think that's who we are, okay? And it says we all, the Bible says made of one blood, all mankind. If that is true, then invariably salvation for that same homo sapien must be won. Any other imagination is deception. Praise the Lord. So what begins to happen is that our Lord and our God made sure that he proved and demonstrated the whole of, to the whole of mankind that this Jesus who walked on earth is God. And how was he going to do it? He had to do it with a sign that nobody could replicate. When Moses was sent to Egypt, you remember he threw down his rod and the servants of Pharaoh threw down their rod. So they duplicated his signs. Even at a point, they confessed that this one we can't follow. This is none other than the finger of God and the power of God. But when Jesus was born, first and foremost, he was born in a way that no other man had what? Had been born. So he was born of a virgin. But that is arguable. Someone can, you know, argue that. Praise the Lord. But we know he was born of a virgin. So people could argue that. While he lived, he lived a sinless life to the point that when it was the time for his crucifixion, they couldn't find enough evidence. The people who were sentencing him were confessing his innocence. Have you ever seen that? Where a judge is saying to a man, you're sentenced to death, but you're innocent. Pilate said, I find what? No fault in this man. All of them, no fault in this man. When he was going to write the sentence that he hung on the cross, he wrote, 
He is what? Jesus, the king of the Jews. And the chief priest came to him and said, don't write he's the king of the Jews. Write he said he's the king of the Jews. Now Pilate said to them, he said, what I've written, I've written. Why? Because what is written is true. Praise the Lord. And when he hung on that cross, they said to him, okay, come down. They were saying the proof. If you come down from this cross, if you save yourself at this point, we will know that you are God. We'll believe you. Just come down. Stop this process. And which one is easier? To stop from dying or to allow to be killed? After allowing himself to be killed, you know what? He allowed himself to be buried. After allowing himself to be buried, he allowed himself to be shot up in the tomb with the rock. Okay, And after they shot him up with a rock Something interesting happened So I don't miss it Let, let me tell you Matthew 27, 63 Please can you put it on the screen for us After he was shot up Yes, thank you After he was shot up The, the Bible said The chief priests, his enemies Remembered what he said That after he's dead What will happen? He will rise on the third day So they went further they had killed him. Imagine having a problem with dead body. Dead body doesn't have an enemy. Do you understand what I'm saying? Once you've killed him, what are you doing? You've, you know, finished with the enemy. But after they killed him, they remembered his word. And they went to Pilate and said, Sir, we remember. While this man was still alive, this is what he said. He will rise again after the third day. So, let's make sure that his disciples, go, go, go on 64. He said, therefore, command that the tomb be made secure until the third day. Lest his disciples come by night and steal him away and say to the people, he has risen from the dead. So after they had killed him, they were still afraid of him. Now they went to all that extent and they shut him up. They put a seal. They put a Roman guard, you know, to guard the, the tomb. And the Roman guards then, when a search was put on an assignment, which the New Testament confirms for us. If there is a failure, like when Peter was, you know, helped to escape by the angel, you know what happened? The soldiers, it was their life for the escape of the prisoner. Now, imagine where soldiers would willingly allow a dead body. Is it possible to be stolen? It's not. They couldn't have done that. But a power greater, praise the Lord, a power, that is what what the Bible begins to talk about when it talks about the power that raised Jesus from the dead. Now, I, I will have you know, sorry, that when the tomb, when the, the rock, sorry, was rolled away from the mouth of the tomb, that was not the resurrection. No. The resurrection had taken place, but the rock had to be rolled away so that you and I can be witnesses. Praise the Lord, somebody. So that earthquake, you know, power. Praise the Lord. Holy Spirit, help me. I'm delving into areas that are, you know, Holy Spirit, help me. You see, power is demonstrated or materializes in different ways. There are some things that will happen. You hear loud noise and you equate the noise you heard with the impact of the power. You understand what I'm saying? So you, if you live where I live, we live close to the road. So from time to time, you hear a tire burst and then you think maybe that there was a gunshot or something. But it was just a tire that burst, but it made a loud noise. But there's a level where power gets to. Like where a nuclear bomb is released, the sound you hear and the impact are not together. <laughs> By the time you're hearing sound, the electromagnetic and radioactive and all has finished killing. Now, the resurrection power was so powerful that after it had finished raising Jesus from the dead, it was the after effect that brought earthquake. That was when the soldiers and everything started rolling. Because the power that raised Jesus from the dead is a power that had not been seen. The Lord said, tell them that resurrection power is more powerful than creation power. God created the world with his power. And that is like telling you to build a house from ground zero. But God raised Jesus from the dead. That is like telling you to bring out from a ground where they've submerged and put concrete and say, remove that and create a new one. Are you getting what I'm saying? God is announcing to you today that power belongs to him. 
when Christians celebrate the resurrection, we are being reminded that ultimate power, all power, every power. That's why the, the, the instruction after the announcement, you know, uh, that he's risen. He said to them, well, what, what do you keep hearing is, go therefore. Praise the Lord. He says what? Go therefore. It wasn't stories. It wasn't stories anymore. It was good because of what has happened. You cannot live life the same way in the name of Jesus. It is anybody that believes the resurrection cannot live life. He said, what is it that will now have dominion over you? And when they were done doing their worst, the Bible said he made a public spectacle of them. Triumphing over them in it. He came out clean. He came out and began to move freely. He came out and began to appear to his disciples. Today, as we celebrate Easter, let us not do it traditionally. Now, but as Christians, when we remember the resurrection, we should look around us and say, who can hold us back? He has set us free. He said, he whom the Son has set free is what? Is free theoretically is free materially, is free spiritually, is free indeed in every facet of life. Sin, the devil, nothing shall anymore have power. I was reading the account, a sad account of uh, some popular gospel musician that you know, a few of us may know. And he was saying that he's been struggling with, you know, a relationship with, you know, men and women and all that. In, in other words, homosexuality and all of that. And as I read it, the Lord said to me, this person is not helping. This person is hurting me. Because he said, what on earth, what power, what sin, what habit, what bondage is it on this earth? Is it in the life of a man that is stronger than death? Can a dead man be a homosexual? Can a dead man steal? Can a dead man commit adultery? Can a dead woman uh, be corrupt? He said, I, I went to death to show mankind that I'm able to save to the uttermost those who come to God in me. If you trust in me, no matter where life has put you, even if you had been raped, it doesn't matter where you find yourself. The power that raised Jesus from the dead makes no excuses. Brethren, to be a Christian is a great honor. Is a great privilege. We are custodians of the grace of God. That's why when we share the grace, I never share the grace in a hurry, if you notice. I don't, those things are not empty words. May the love of God, how, how does it say it? The grace, uh, uh, is the grace, uh, the grace of our Lord. You know what the grace of our Lord Jesus is? The grace is talking about the endowment. Praise the Lord. It's like somebody coming to you now. Who, who, do, who do you know that is very rich that you like? I don't want an unbeliever, a rich believer. Uh, what's that man? Sorry? Okay, Alakija, yes. It, it's, it's like Alakija coming to look at you now, Pastor, like in the way you are now. Say you are, you are her able, take all my money. You see, the grace of Alakija be with you. You cannot be normal. What he has done is that what? He has endowed you with everything that was hers. If you write a check, it will not be written against that king. It will be written in her name. If you place a demand, her order, her companies, everything will back it up. When we say the grace of our Lord, we are saying what God the Son had, has been endowed to us. It remains available and constantly accessible to us. Now, the problem about that is that you can refuse to access grace. You can refuse to draw down on it. But this Easter, we are saying no. You know, I have almost all scriptures put there, but the Lord is not allowing us to look at it. If you come with me, please, to Isaiah 53. Isaiah 53, let's start from um, verse 10. Let's start from verse 10. Okay, can we go back a bit? Maybe 8. Let's just read from 8 so we'll get a perspective. Thank you. He said he was taken from prison and from judgment. Who would declare his generation? For he was cut off from the land of the living. For the transgressions of my people, he was stricken. And they made his grave with the wicked, but with the rich at his death, because he had done no violence, nor was any deceit in his mouth. 10. Yet, it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He has put him to grief. When you make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed. 
he shall prolong his days. And what? The pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his life. Can you give us that in message amplified? Any of them? Message amplified. Verse 10. Thank you. He said, still, it's what God, it's what God had in mind all along. To crush him with pain. The plan was that he give himself as an offering for sin. So that he would see life come from it. Life. Everything that Jesus suffered was intentional. Praise the Lord. Everything that Jesus went through was intentional. He wasn't wasting. He was investing. It wasn't just a Superman show. You know the difference between magicians and supermen is that they demonstrate power for no purpose. A Superman will come and lie down and say, let Mosaico run over him. If you have the power for Mosaico, let's use you and be jacking cars that fall into the ditch. Become a human jack. If, if a car falls into the ditch, we call you. Then you go as Superman and do what? Don't just waste power. That's what magicians do. They waste power. He said, no, everything he did was that life may come from his life and more life. And God's plan will what? Deeply prosper through him. Can we say amplify, please, before we move to 11? He said, yeah, the Lord was willing to crush him, causing him to suffer. If he would give himself as a guilt offering and atonement for sin, he shall see his what? Spiritual offering. Say it is me. I'm the one. He shall see today somebody being delivered. Sometimes, I don't know. How many born again people are here? Let me see your hands. You're born again. How many of us look at our lives and know that had did not been for the Lord? He changed my tongue. He changed my taste. He changed my eyes. He changed. Do you understand what it means? He said, he shall see. He shall prolong his days. And the will, the good pleasure of the Lord shall succeed and prosper in his life. Let's go to 11 now. It gets more interesting. Verse 11 begins to tell us about what he will be looking to see. He said, as a result of the anguish of his soul, he shall see it and be satisfied. Listen, do you know, it's beautiful as we're dancing and praising God this morning. What was ministering to me was what we're doing is wonderful and we could never celebrate God enough. But you know, the early disciples didn't do praise and worship. How many of us know that? But they did something. They went out. And they said, first of all, that one of the first testimonies we heard was that they looked at Peter. Peter was a bushman. He was a timid man. He was a man who couldn't speak to the public. But all of a sudden, they began to know that he was filled with boldness. And he spoke the word of God with power. All of a sudden, they began to know that this man, they began to ask themselves, Gamaliel, did he, did he attend your school? They asked the other one, whatever their name, did they attend your school? Did they attend the school of, did they, is it your own school? Which Harvard did they attend? And they realized that this man attended no school. But all of a sudden, because Christ had been what? Formed and worked in them. They began to declare words that man could not comprehend. They began to carry power. That is what he's saying there. That's what the Bible is saying. He said, as a result, he will see things in you. I prophesy that Jesus will see things in you. You will be such a witness in that your environment that the Lord will look from heaven and look at you and call the angels and say, that's why I died. That, that's why it's Good Friday. That, look at him. Look at her. Look at them. They look at that. Friend. That's why it's Good Friday. A tradition of maybe uh, a traditional worshippers or whatever it is. And all of a sudden, somebody rises and Jesus encounters him. He turns everything around. You know, when people say generational cause and all of that, I understand. It is where Jesus has not intervened. You see, in Adam, everyone dies. But in Christ... Everyone comes to life. That is what it is. Everything can flow, but no one encounters this Jesus, the resurrected Jesus, and remains the same. You know, the, the message of salvation is something you must understand. It's powerful. I think we were praying about that, you know, last night at the prayer meeting. You, you must understand, salvation changes everything. When the Bible says, he that is in Christ, brethren, is a very long distance. For you to be in Christ, the Bible says, talking about conveying us from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of what? His dear son. It talks about taking us from being, every man in this world is either in two locations. Either you're in Adam, where the majority are, or you're in Christ. That distance from Adam to Christ is not a joke. That's what happens at salvation. At salvation, they put their hands and snatch you out of Adam, which is like death. And then they convey you, convey you beyond angels. 
convey you beyond seraphim. And they come and put you in Christ. So that where you are in Christ, when you speak to God, God doesn't see angels. He doesn't see uh, uh, cherubim. He sees his son. When the Bible says, whatever you ask in my name is not only sound. Whatever you ask as someone who is planted in Christ. You begin to talk to God as you are part of him. As he intended for it to be in the beginning. He said, let us make man. How? In our image. God never wanted you and I to be separated from him. But sin separates. But in Christ, we are reconciled. So, so, so the Bible says here. It says, he shall see and be satisfied by his knowledge of what he has accomplished. The righteous one. It said, my servant shall do what? Justify the many. Making them what? righteous upright before god in right standing without him that's why you hear the gospel and they don't preach righteousness it's not the gospel you know why for there to be good news there has to be bad news oh lord if there could be good news or rather if there must be good news then there has to be bad news you know, sometimes people try to preach the gospel and they say, no, we don't want to tell people bad things. No, if there can be bad news, then there can be good news. It's as simple as that. If there can be bad news, there can be good news. If nothing could go wrong, then what is going right? But if things could go wrong and if things have really gone wrong, then you can bring good news. That is the message of the gospel. He said, those who dwelt in darkness, what has happened? They have seen a great light. That is, we were in darkness. The gospel is to the sinner. There is hope for you. First of all, the consequences of sin. Jesus' blood has satisfied it. And by his resurrection, he has released to you and I the Holy Spirit. Which breaks the power of sin. So the consequences are dealt with. And the power, you don't have to live under it anymore. You can walk about carrying the power of God. Saying no to the things ordinarily you couldn't say no to. Say yes to the things ordinarily you would never say yes to. That is the power. That is the power. That is what this is about. So it says he will make them upright. He shall bear the responsibility for their sins. Let's see 12 quickly. And 12 he says now rejoice. It says therefore I'll divide and give him a portion with the great. Kings and rulers. And he shall divide the spoils with them because he willingly poured out his life to death. And was counted among the transgressors. Yet he himself bore and took away the sin of men. And interceded with the fathers for the transgressors. In essence, what the Bible is saying to us. Is that what we are celebrating. Heaven is saying, I invested. The greatest celebration you can do is to live in it. To do what? To live in what I have provided. I have made provision. That's why I like that song. He has fought for us. Defeated for death for us. The power of sin, what has he done? He has broken it. So if I'm a Christian, I'm a testimony to the fact that the devil has been defeated. I'm a demonstration that sin has been made nonsense of. You can trust that this man is no longer going to act with the passions of men. He's going to act with the passion of Christ. I get what I'm saying. You can trust that he, he, will not, he will not be operating from the base level. He's going to operate from where his citizenship is. The Bible says our citizenship is where? It's from heaven. We come from a different location. That's what Easter should introduce to us. So it's not okay that I say he rose. He rose 2,000 years ago. But today in my life, he's alive. And the greatest demonstration of his resurrection is not that I open the scriptures to show somebody. He looks at my life. The choices I make now. The expectation that I make. What is this saying now also? It's talking about faith. It means that if he said it, I, I wanted to start from there, but that was where we ended last Sunday. If you were in church last Sunday. When Jesus said to the chief priests and Pharisees, you know, from the text we looked at last Sunday, and he said to them, if these stones should keep quiet, Sorry, if these men, if these disciples, if these people, multitudes should keep quiet. What is it? He said the stones will immediately cry out. You know what? It had been written. Whatever is written is on autopilot. Praise the Lord. That's why, you know, you, you could almost see, if you go back, please study those scriptures. You could almost see the shock of the angels. One actually went further to ask a question. Nah, why, why don't they look for, for the living? Where dead people buckle. 
the angels were saying, we don't understand you, you disciple. Why, why are you looking for Jesus? Why are you looking for the living in the land of the dead? Didn't he say something to you? If you can read the scriptures, it was more like a song. He kept telling them, the son of man will be betrayed into the hands of wicked men or the chief priests or scribes. They, he'll be beaten. He'll be killed. And on the third day, what? He, will, he kept saying it to them. He kept saying it to them. But they didn't hear. You know why they didn't hear? Because sight for the normal man is stronger than perception. But the question I asked myself, which made me a bit afraid, was when I saw that his enemies remembered it. May your enemy not know more about your destiny than you. May your enemy not know more about your faith than you. I've shared with you this testimony. Maybe it will help somebody. I was a very young Christian, so I didn't know much. And I had these friends, classmates that I was doing business with, who were doing 419. I was in the bank, so I was banking them. We used to buy foreign exchange from them and all of that. So because they were my friends and, you know, all of that, they were particularly generous to me. They used to give me, you know, some of their court. So after I got born again and... Um, one of the days I went to church, I went midweek service. That's why I have to come for midweek because God tells the serious people things there. I sat in church and the preacher said, this, we're talking about 1996 or so, 95. The preacher said, what is half a million naira that you're going to lose your soul for? That evening, I had half a million that was my own that they were going to bring to me. But they couldn't bring it because I had gone to church. So the preacher said, what is half a million naira that you're going to lose your salvation for? So the next morning, this my friend brought the half a million and he brought it cash to the bank. I was in the bank, you know, he brought it, come in, I'm here. So I went and received, I greeted them normally. And I said to him, the only thing we're going to do now is this half a million, eh? Please, I will give you the account of my church. So you pay it into the church for me, you know, into the church account. I don't want it for myself. This my friend turned very nasty. He said, look at you, you're mad. There is something wrong with you. I was surprised. I wasn't rude to him. I was just very nice. He said, you're stupid. What do you mean by that? He took the money and left angrily. And then the Spirit of the Lord said, can you see that that 500,000 is not naked? It's coming with something. It's coming with a curse. Somebody here, may you not be corrupt again. The people you're dealing with know is carrying something. The boy was angry. He was my age mate. So he was very angry with me, cross with me. That how can his 500,000 go to church? I say, Mobile. But he can come to me. The enemy knows about. Listen, when that young man is getting you, or that old man is giving you money to sleep, he's destroying your destiny. You're losing more than what you imagine you're gaining. The devil knows what is at stake. The devil has seen heaven. He's seen heaven. He was there before. I get what I'm saying. The enemy said, this man said he will rise again. Let's stop it. The believers were at home crying. Even those who had a little faith, you know what they came to do? They came to embalm his body for a longer stay in the grave. Only his enemies were saying, something is about to happen. Something. May you wake up in the name of Jesus. Listen to me. May you wake up in the name of Jesus. We are in a battle. And Jesus has fought and given us victory. When they say we are not fighting for victory, it is so true. We are fighting from victory. But if an announcement, that's why in military strategy, information is so powerful. If a part of the troop is fighting somewhere and they don't know they've won the battle, their fight is different from when they hear that your head branch has won the battle. Everything changes, even if they were dying off. Once the announcement comes, ah, they've won the main battle. Even that tiny band of soldiers, the kind of morale that they'll be boosted with, they will obtain victory there. That is what this thing is about. When you know who Jesus is and what he has done, you see, that you, you can decide not to be a Christian. This thing won't concern you. But if you believe in the resurrection, then what is the excuse you have? Pastor, you don't understand. I'm a single man. Man, no be wood. This man is not even wood. He's dead. Do you understand? This man is not just wood. He's dead. And the life he now lives, he lives what? By faith. By faith in Christ Jesus. He, he's, he's a living Jesus. 
when he encounters a situation you see you must understand the scriptures the child of god we're not called to live by power might oh. Listen, I'm saying, I don't be looking at Pastor Ken and say, no, it's not by power of mind. There are instances in the scriptures that show it's not by power of mind. Uh, uh, what was his name? Joshua was fighting a battle. Now, he was fighting a battle. And, and it, darkness was coming. They, they had gained momentum. What did he say? He said, son, stand still. Now, which technology do you use to hold the sun? That technology has up to now not existed. How many of us have read that, um, what's his name? Uh, Bill Gates, our friend, that he's working with some people to to shield the sun. How many of us have read that? <laughs> anyway, Joshua on earth says, "Sun, stand still." And scientifically, it is proven today that by calculation of all that you know, the whatever they calculate, that there is a missing day on earth. The power I'm talking about. Is not a power that comes from flexing muscles. It's the power of belief that the God who created the heavens and the earth is for you. That the God who created the heavens and the earth is backing you. He wants you to succeed, young man. He wants you to succeed, husband. That husband that says, I can't do it. Who, is, who are you believing? Unfortunately, we have believed the announcement of hell more than the announcement of heaven. My life is lived based on whose announcement I'm hearing. That's why there is department of propaganda in every warfare. Because they're trying to tell you, you know, do you listen, do you follow the, the, the things that happen in the Middle East? I, I remember one instance, I can't remember what was happening. And Israel was, you know, destroying these Palestinians. And you listen to their own news. If you see the way they'll be jubilating, the people from their country will think that they've wiped out Israel. Israel will kill about a thousand of them. They kill, they wound, not even kill. They wound one Israeli soldier. If you see their celebration, they will burn hundred flags. Why? Because they are trying to boost the morale of their people. To engage them and to get them to continue in the war. Now the same thing it is. As you have come to church today, I don't want you to leave. Imagining that there is power against the one who believes in Christ. Praise the Lord. There is no power. Only the one you willingly. That's why the Bible talks about giving place. The devil has no power over you unless you give him place. He can't break into. No. Can't read your Bible. Did he break into Job's house? He can't break in anywhere. There is a constraint. There is a leash. He's a prisoner. Forget his Roman. There is control on him. Jesus, by the resurrection, he spot, the Bible said he spot. What does it mean to spot? He finished principalities. He finished powers. He finished all of them. And he said to you and I, all authority in heaven and on earth, academically, physically, emotionally, every area has been what? Given to me. Now go and make disciples. How do I make disciples if first of all I don't disciple myself? The apostle Paul says, ah, I don't want to preach to others. And then I myself what? Be a castaway. No, I don't want to dance here. I don't want to sing here. I don't want to preach here. I don't want to be known and people respect me in church. And then on that day, people are looking for me. Sorry, another thing I, I heard was that the way choir you the song you did was wonderful he said don't be part of those who will do the song of the rapture people will do it when they gather in church after the rapture people are going to say and he said i'm coming again and then they will act it in drama you will not be there in the name of jesus because what we are doing now the people who were there didn't believe it they didn't believe it when the women came and announced they said this is idle story Thomas said Oh boy, leave this matter. Until I put my word, fingers into his wrist. The people there didn't believe it. Now for you and I, if we believe it now, though in retrospect, the challenge for you and I is to live in such a way that the one that is ahead of us, we're in the center of God's cutting edge. Let's bow our heads. His reason, just as he said, I want you to go to the Lord in prayer. I want you to say to the Lord, here I am, Lord. The victory that you won, the victory that you won over sin, over hell, 
over sickness. Yes, this victory will give you power to download the healing of God. The Bible says, with his stripes, you are healed. This victory will drive away fear. Fear of man, fear of whatever, fear of lack, fear of hunger, fear of anything. This victory would kill the desire of sin. You cannot have this victory and be communicating for fornication or adultery. You can't have this victory and carry hatred. Do you know whenever I hear people talk about forgiveness, I'm searching my heart. Is there anybody I'm yet to forgive? I, I can't have unforgiveness. I have had victory. I can't. This victory will touch you. It will help you. It will empower you. It will set you on fire. This victory will work for you, I declare in the name of Jesus. Claim it anywhere you are. This victory will make you to be above and not beneath. In that office, how can you be ignored? The Bible said the people like you and I, Daniel, Shadrach, and Abednego, when they were tested, they were found ten times better. Why? Because an excellent spirit, the spirit of this victory, was operating in them. That's what Easter is announcing. It's announcing that your God has won. And he didn't have to fight. You know, all the while, Satan did, never fought against God. He, he tried. He says, I will ascend. I will be like the most high. He was thinking it. That was when he was destroyed. So Satan really doesn't fight against God. He's fighting against us. Because he, this is the closest he can get to God. But this morning, somebody's rising. I say somebody's rising. Somebody's going above the shadows. Somebody's going above empty profession and association. I can't be in this assembly and be under the control of the enemy. I can't be here and be under the control of the power of alcohol and drugs. I can't be here. Jesus has given me victory. He's given me victory. I can say no when the Spirit says say no. I can say yes when the Spirit says yes. And I will go to the bank of grace to back it up. I will not go to my own resources. That's what happened to me that day. I said to the man, 500,000 is a lot of them. 500,000 would have bought you two flat boots. Those days. It, it would have bought. But, but something said, no, you're above it. You're above it. You're above it. Today, somebody is rising. Today, somebody is being raised up. Somebody is being quickened. Somebody's healing is coming also. Somebody's, somebody's mind is being reconfigured. All the while, the devil told you, you're not somebody. You're not, no, you're not that, you're not that. But today, the word of God is coming. And he's saying to you, when I rose, I took your healing. I took your mind. I took your status. I took your self-respect. I took your dignity. I brought everything up. You can't allow yourself to be where he didn't place you. He's giving you victory. Can, can you just play a hallelujah behind? He, he's giving us victory. He's giving us victory. He's giving us victory. Young, young, young people, he's giving you victory. All that peer pressure. No, he's giving you victory. Je Jesus went to the cross. His disciples forsook him. Everybody forsook him. He could see the blind man he healed and he was not supporting him. He could see the lame man he made. He could see those he fed with bread and fish. And they were not saying, Master, Master. They were saying, Crucify him. And yet he pressed on because he knew that three days later there'll be a resurrection. There is victory here. Somebody's not living the same. Somebody's life will never be the same. I said that home will never be the same. That marriage will never be. Somebody is getting victory. That's what somebody is hearing the announcement that the devil is defeated. Somebody is acting on it. Somebody is celebrating, really celebrating. Somebody is laying hold of that which Christ Jesus has laid hold of him. Somebody is entering into the full, full privilege of being a Christian redeemed 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 I, I, I want to pray for some particular persons here quickly you are here now and, and, and you're saying preacher 
I've heard this thing you're saying before. I've thought about it before. I want to pray for you for power to back it up. That you can't, you will not be able to live the same way. Today, that power can become effective in your life. Jesus, be my Lord. You want to enter into this victory. Maybe you've never given your life to Jesus. Or maybe you have. But you know you're not living in victory. We are talking about victory. Not the independence of Nigeria. Where we went from British colonization to, you know, some colonizations I don't want to mention. But today, you want to lay hold of victory. Genuine liberty that belongs to the children of God. He's saying, come, I can pray with you. Anywhere you are, just raise your hand. So I can pray with you. Today is the day. Today, this very day, let us agree in prayer. Somebody power over pornography. All of a sudden, it will disgust you. It will disgust masturbation. It will, you, you won't even imagine yourself. Do you know what? Do you know who you are? Do you know who you are? Power has been made available. Everything the Lord asks you and I to do, He says to us, unless the branch is connected to the vine, you can do nothing. He's saying, what I'm asking you to do, I make provision for you. The Bible says, it is he that works in you, both to will and to do. Accomplishment is with him. Today, you want me to agree with him, prayer? You can raise your hand quickly, so we can take that uh, quickly. God bless you. There's someone raising his hand. Are you raising your hand, please? If you are raising your hand, come, come. If there's any, are you raising your hand? Father, we thank you. Come, my dear, come, 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 come. This is not a moment to consider anybody. Did you know that when our Lord Jesus Christ died for you and I, when he hung on the cross, he hung naked. He was not ashamed. This is not the time. The, the, the thing that is over the battle, the contention is too much to think about your friend. Or to think about your reputation. Somebody is obtaining victory today. Some relationship will not. Some, some persons here. The ones, once that particular person calls you. That's the end. Everything you're talking about. You can't control yourself again. That power is broken. Once you hear that voice. Once you see that money. Once that dream comes. Once those friends are, uh, gather. You lose power. Once the, your wife says that thing. Or your husband says that. You lose. Today that power. It's broken. The only person that should control you from today is the Holy Ghost. Is the Holy Spirit. That's what Jesus did. He rose, he told them, I'm going to arrange for you one that is better. I'm waiting for you. Come. I'm waiting. Come. Come. My time is running out. Please come if you're coming. Father, I want to thank you for this precious one. It is your voice is responding to. Can you say after me, Lord Jesus, I come to you today. I believe that when you went to that cross, you went for me. I believe that when you were raised from the dead, I was also raised together with you. Jesus, I surrender my life to you. From this day and for the rest of my life, be Lord in this life. Be Savior in this life. Take me and make me a demonstration of a life in whom you are Lord and you are Savior. Give me victory every day I live that I may proclaim your gospel to the ends of the earth. By your anointing, by your help, I will be victorious over sickness, over sin, over lack, over any circumstance that is contrary to your will. I am your witness from today. I am your child. I am born again. Thank you, Father. In Jesus Christ's name I pray. Praise the Lord. Please go with this, Pastor. The rest of us, can we rise on our feet? Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. I, Luke chapter 4, verse, verse 21. Just one statement that our Lord Jesus made. After he had, you know, um, read to them the scripture. That talked about his coming and his ministry. The Bible says he said to them today. 
Today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. I want you to desire that everything concerning the resurrection today will be fulfilled in your life. Today. Today. Not tomorrow. Today. That you will experience it. Some of us may feel a physical act. Maybe some weight or some anointing fall upon us. But he said, today, the Easter celebration of year 2021, let it not be normal. Let it not be normal. Let the scriptures concerning Jesus, let it be fulfilled. Say, declare to be the son of God with power, not with excuses. Not with excuses. Father, we thank you. Can just raise your hand. Father, we thank you. Your word has spoken to us. Let the anointing fall all, all over. Let your power fall all over this auditorium and those watching online. Oh, Mali, Giribago, Shita, Ladazole, Gede, Gedebaba, Sata, Kale, Gedebado, Santa, Kande, Zele, Gedebago, Je, Kalata, Sale, Gede, Gedebaba. Lord, you said, go into all the world and preach the good news of the kingdom. Say, he that believes shall be saved. Lord, your people are believing. He said, these ones will lay hands on the sick. Lord, anoint these hands. He said, these ones step on any deadly thing. They will not be afraid of any enemy or foe. They will walk in power. They will walk in wisdom. They will walk in favor. They'll be directed by your spirit. Lord, these ones are out of the devil's control. In the name of Jesus. The victory that they have fought and won. Lord, they're working it. These ones will give you joy. You will see these ones and rejoice in heaven. You will see the sufferings you suffer for these ones. And be glad. There will be true representations of all that you paid for. Lord, we thank you. We give you praise. Blessed be your name, O Lord. Can we put those hands together? Can we put those hands together? Can we just celebrate the Lord? You've been listening to a message by Pastor Ike Naokeke of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Banex Guarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone 09-290-9000 or 0703-158804. You can find us online at www.thefatherschurchonline.org. God bless you.